Hello and welcome to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sagima Bay. And I'm your host, Craig Wells, and it's so glad to be with you today. Our God is so faithful. I want to talk to you a little bit about the seven spirits of Yahweh. Now, this is something that can become just like anything else in the heavens, you know, um, pragmatic, can become you've done gotten used to it, can become second nature. But on the same hand, it's way a little more than that, a lot more than that. And I want to read something out of the word for you, uh, Isaiah 11.2, because we don't want anything about the kingdom of God to become a commonplace, but we want it to be common nature. Means we want it to become our first nature, but not a commonplace in positioning in our mindset, our hearts, our being. Isaiah 11.2, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, talking about Yeshua the Christ, and the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding and the spirit of counsel and the spirit of might and the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And uh, when I wrote my notes, I was like, wow. I mean, you just got to think about this. This is not only if you let's go to let's see, let's go to Revelations um, chapter four, verse five. Um, let me read it out of the Passion Translation, if you don't mind. It says, and the pulsating from the throne were blinding flashes of light, crashes of thunder and voices, and burning before the throne are the seven blazing torches, which represent the seven spirits of God. Now, I just love that translation, but I want to go to Revelations 5, 6. And it says, and I saw between the throne with the four living creatures, and I love and honor the four living creatures, the ox, the lion, the eagle, the man, the four living creatures and the characteristics of the faces of Yahweh that can morph inside of you dwelling in heavenly places, the ox, the lion, the eagle, the man, the oracle, the king, the priest, the legislator. And the elders, a lamb standing as if it were slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out and to all the earth. So it's proclaiming that he saw, now this is in the New Testament. He saw the seven spirits of Yahweh coming out of Yeshua, being about Yeshua and coming out of Yeshua. But if you go to Isaiah, go back, you know, years and years and years and years. He sees it as well, and he says, Then a shoot will spring forth from the stem of Jesse, and a branch from his roots will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord, this is one of the seven spirits, shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of counsel, the Spirit of might, the Spirit of knowledge, and the Spirit of the fear of the Lord shall rest upon him. Wow. Now, listen, if it rests upon Yeshua in heavenly places and then on the earth and what's so wild, we see it on the earth first. We hear about it on the earth first in Isaiah. Then it manifests in the revelations. Why John, the revelator, is seeing these things in heavenly places. This is why it's so important to engage the seven spirits of Yahweh. It's not seven characteristics of the Holy Spirit. A lot of people mistake that. It's not seven characteristics of the Holy Spirit because Jesus was given the Holy Spirit without measure. 
He was already given that. He wouldn't need something additional. And not that he needs something additional, not that we need something additional. That's only looking at it in the, in the natural realm. In the spirit realm, you'll see it's just more of the Father, more of the Son, more of the Holy Ghost, more of the completion of what God has for us. And that it says in Isaiah, if you read the next verse, it says that he rested in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Like he cloaked himself with the seven spirits of God, but he rested in the fear of the Lord and the awe of the reverence of Almighty God, the awe of the spirit of Almighty God. And so I'm kind of going to that because I want to teach a little bit about the seven spirits of God this week. And I want to first talk about the spirit of wisdom. Because you want to engage the spirit of wisdom. Now, I'm not talking about the wisdom of a man because I can tell you this from my own experience. The wisdom of God does not always match up with the wisdom of man. I mean, let's look at Moses for a second. Or if you go to the original Hebrew, I think it's like Mose or Moshe or something like that, right? And of course, we always watch the Charleston Heston movie and called him Moses. But think about this as Moshe went to the river, right? Now, God's leading him. This is what the word says. Yahweh, the great general, has led him to an impasse. He led him to a place where he could not get by. But you see, now the spirit of wisdom is the one leading him. Now, it doesn't look wise. A, a normal general, I, I think somewhere in the movie, and I'm sure the movie's not correct, but I guarantee somebody thought this. You got a million plus people. Someone thought this, right? What in the world? We have Egypt and their army chasing us, and you back our backs up to the water. Come on. You want us to come here and get slain and drowned? I mean, someone had to think that, that this is not natural wisdom. I'm not saying Moses thought that, but you know, out of those people, listen, you get 10 Christians together and you're going to get 10 different thoughts. Get a million plus Christians together. You know, you're going to get a, a gazillion thoughts. This is why you need the seven spirits of the living God. <laughs> yes, they are empowered by the Holy Ghost <laughs> and they're empowered by the blood covenant Yeshua in your life. But you want to learn the personhood of the spirit of wisdom. You want to learn the personhood of all of them. But I want to touch on wisdom right now. Because wisdom of God is different than wisdom of man. So by the spirit of wisdom, they were led to the Red Sea. And the Father led them to the Red Sea in his wisdom, which is that which created the spirit of wisdom. All right. And it looked like a wonder, like what in the world is going on? But kaboom. He showed up mighty and strong, his wisdom to say, I will defeat your enemy once and for all. And his wisdom was, this don't look like the right way. And everyone in the natural way will tell you, no, don't do it. I'll give you my own personal story. Um, there's a neighborhood where I live that before I ever moved back to Louisiana, I was in Mobile at the Rock Church, Apostle Aaron Smith's church, which is now called the Gates of Zion. He's my spiritual father. And I came down here to minister in Covington, I think it was, Covington, Abita area. I came to minister. And on the way home, um, there's an I-10, I-12 split. I heard an audible voice speak to me while I was driving in the truck. An audible voice spoke to me. Now, this is 21 years ago, all right? And uh, beginning of the year 2000. And I'm coming back and the audible voice speaks to me and says, look to the left. And I looked to the left and he said, you're going to live there one day. It was a brand new subdivision. They just put up the gates. They just put up the front wall and had a few houses. And so I'm like, what? And I'm telling you, I'm just going to be honest with you. 
there was no way I was going to move the Slidell. <laughs> now, you might be saying, wait a minute, uh, don't you have the Rock Church City of Zion Slidell? Yes. But at that time in my life, I was saying there's no way I'm coming to Slidell. I'm from New Orleans and Metairie area, which is the part of the big city. And I love big city life. And there was no way I was going to move to old poor Donk Slidell is what I was thinking. Just being straight up with you. Right. But wisdom spoke. See, it didn't make sense. It didn't line up with me. I rebuked it. I'm like, no, in Jesus' name, I rebuked this thought, right? I'm over here fighting against the very plan of Yahweh to launch me into his purpose and destiny because wisdom doesn't always make sense. But lo and behold, I, 12 years ago, moved into that subdivision and live here still to this day. And by the grace of God, will build my last house in this subdivision and live here the rest of my life until I transcend out of here. Why? Because the spoken word of the Lord spoke it even though it didn't seem like wisdom. This is why I want to share with you the spirit of wisdom will supersede the spirit of nature. Once in a while, it will line up with nature. Once in a while, it will line up with common sense. Once in a while, it will line up with the way you think in the natural realm it should work. But many a time, say many a times with me, the spirit of wisdom will be of a heavenly insight that you cannot see, touch, taste, or feel in the earthly realm, but you know that you know in the heavenly realm and in your spirit. Yahweh, may we all draw and listen just like Yeshua drew and heard and listened and received from the spirit of wisdom. Let that same spirit, like the Bible says, the same mind be in Christ be in me by the blood covenant of Yeshua the Christ. I agree. And I pray all my listeners throughout the world are agreeing right now. I engage the spirit of wisdom through the blood covenant of Jesus Christ filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. I love you. You are so beautiful. Shalom.